Today is the 4th of July, Independence Day for the United States of America. It's not really the day that America was fully independent. She wasn't recognized as a nation in the sight of the world. After all, the treaty with Britain after the Revolutionary War did not come until 1783, some seven years later. The fledgling state had to fight for freedom. The Declaration of Independence, which is dated the 4th of July, was just a proclamation made quite courageously because it was treason to renounce the sovereignty and the right to rule of the British monarch, King George III, and treason was a capital crime. How should we think about the 4th of July? Now, you may not be in the United States. You may not be a U.S. citizen. I think the podcast will still apply to you with only minor adaptation. But I am a U.S. citizen, so let me speak from my perspective. I certainly admire many aspects of the governmental system, with executive, judicial, and legislative functions in the three branches of government. I think that's a good system. I think there's a lot of good in free market capitalism. I admire the natural beauty of the United States. Opportunities for advancement, religious freedom. The country was not really settled for religious freedom, though that was a powerful incentive. I suspect that economic freedom was just as uh, persuasive a factor in influencing those to move here. And of course, I don't believe that the founding fathers were Christian. Most of the influential ones did not claim to be. But still, it was a haven for the practice of of religion without discrimination, (laughs) without death. I respect the institutions of this country and and even the confidence, I know sometimes it's a bit much, but the confidence of the American people. So I say this so that you won't think I'm a horribly unpatriotic fellow in light of some things that I will be saying in the next few minutes. Again, every nation has its own national day. Ours just happens to be the 4th of July. How did the U.S. come into being? It came into being through four different means. Of course, there was settlement from the Europeans. There was extermination. It may not have been the original plan, but it's effectively what happened towards the indigenous peoples of this continent. Then there was revolution, taking up arms against the mother country, against Britain in the late 1700s. And then following, you could argue that the nation building that's going on here is at least as much a function of immigration, especially in the mid-1800s up to the early 1900s. So the U.S. becomes a nation through settlement, extermination, revolution, and immigration. But what if history had unfolded along different paths? In this podcast, I want to share reflections on two other nations, one modern and one ancient, and perhaps suggest a different way of looking at the 4th of July. The first nation is Israel, ancient Israel, which came into being with the Exodus. It was March or April in the month of Nisan. And Israel became a nation out of slavery, but amazingly, without violence. Obviously, I'm not talking about Canaan, 
because there was this divine commission to drive out the Canaanites. Even then, the Canaanites were far more driven out than decimated. This is outside the scope of the podcast. Let me read Exodus 14, verses 13 and 14. And this is the very point where the nation are doubting, have we done the right thing? The Egyptian army is pursuing us, we're standing at the, at the sea, and we're trapped. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. What is amazing is that Israel became a nation without violence on the part of its new citizens. They walked out of Egypt. I don't think they were... In, I don't think they were necessarily thinking, well, we renounce the claim of Pharaoh to be our sovereign. I mean, that was certainly implicit in their action. But they, they walked out. The Lord paved the way. Um, even through the plagues, the plagues weren't really caused by Moses and Aaron. It was the destroying angel. It was the Lord. And they walk out, and the Lord fights for them. The parting of the sea, the coming back together of the waters, the loss of Pharaoh's army, these were all done by God. And so revolution is not an indispensable part of nation building, at least when we look at the only nation created by God, for sure, in the Bible. Now, this is a little complex, and perhaps I should be taking more time to explain the nuances of how God works in history. Certainly, God is at work in the nations, but I think we must be very cautious when we speak about this. The only nation that became a nation where we have uh, scripture explaining God's role is ancient Israel. And my point is that this was accomplished without any kind of revolutionary war. Hmm. The second nation I would like us to think about is Canada. Canada? Yes. Canada's National Day is also in July. It's July the 1st. And I remember the uh, centennial celebrations. And when, uh, I I guess you would say, Canada achieved independence from Great Britain in 1867, I remember the celebrations saw the minting of special coins. And sometimes, as as a, 1967 was the year my family moved from Florida to New Jersey is also the year I started collecting coins. And uh, with permission, I would rifle through all my father's coins when he got back from work every day. I'd go through his change. And now and again, there would be a Canadian quarter or a Canadian penny. And I, I would notice these special coins that were minted. I thought, oh, we were in 1776. They were in 1867. Well, the truth is, their status as a Commonwealth country kept changing. They're certainly fully independent right now. But was there violence? No. They waited. And again, in this podcast, I have no interest in whitewashing what uh, uh, the the citizens of of what would become the U.S. and, and Canada did to the indigenous peoples. But I'm talking about with respect to the mother nation. I'm speaking specifically of the relationship with Great Britain.
Australia, similarly, uh, its national day is January 26, 1788. It became independent in 01 and maybe even more in 1986. If you're in Australia, you know how this works. Well, how did the U.S. become free of Britain? There was warfare. I think they probably would have been slaughtered if Britain hadn't been so distracted already. There are at least two things to take into account. The Seven Years' War, uh, which had drained Britain, and also the fact that the French, Britain's traditional enemy at the time, uh, were aiding and abetting the United States. And so the U.S. ended up winning the Revolutionary War. Here's where it all leads. And these are my final words. Perhaps America would still have become a great nation without declaring independence and fighting a protracted war. Perhaps not. Isn't that an amazing thought? What if we had been like Canada? Just a little bit more patient. Both nations are independent now, have a very similar standard of living. Perhaps America would still have become a great nation without fighting that war, without having to declare independence. After all, with respect to Britain, we ended up being friends and even allies. But looking at other Commonwealth nations, and especially at the formation of Old Testament Israel, I suspect that there may have been a different way, a better way. These thoughts are shared by a man who is grateful for the country in which he lives, but he's reflecting on history, on the way things turned out, and admits that he's speculating on the way things might have turned out. Again, perhaps without a revolutionary war, the U.S. would still have become a great nation. And when I look at the formation of nations like Canada, and I look at the way the Lord created Israel, not modern Israel, which was created out of great violence, but ancient Israel, I do suspect that there may have been a better way.